0: Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Are, uh, are you ready? I'm like 50% ready. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. I'm just like a little tired this morning. It's been like three days of my cat not like letting me sleep.
1: (laughs) Again, I don't have. I don't know if we've explained it, but you don't understand. Whatever you're expecting, it's
0: not. It's not that. It's so much worse. It is so much worse. He like the the decibel at which he meows is like shocking. Like if I were to actually get in like a screaming match with Grunt, he would win. It really like reaches the inner ear in a way that's like unprecedented for sure it's honestly so crazy and he doesn't have any medical issues like he's fine i take very good care of him in my opinion like his his toilet's clean he has fresh water food you know he just wants to play
1: yeah i think he just like wants attention basically
0: yeah because if i go into the living room Non-stop, and stop unrelenting yes if i go into the living room and sit with him on the couch he'll stop meowing he just <clears throat> he doesn't want me to be in bed Because, like, he'll come into bed and meow at me and then leave and meow in the living room. And if I go and sit with him on the couch, then he's fine.
1: He's like, Mom, I slept all day. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. He's like, it's playtime now. So today's episode, the topic was actually requested by a subscriber. Um, She had asked how we more specifically meet, <laughs> but <laughs> she had asked like how we she's s- like sam i know you're a piece of shit so no <laughs> alyssa <laughs> no but i think that you just keep your like changes a little bit more close to your chest kind of because mm-hmm. you make a lot of changes and you do stick to them as well do you think so um well yeah especially with like the vegetarianism mm-mm, yeah mm-mm. um but they had asked how we like stick to changes uh, like for me, i.e. like getting sober, staying sober, like my gym journey, um, that sort of thing. And I think that it is such a learned um, skill, honestly, to to continue like working towards a goal or making a routine and stuff like that. So I thought that we could kind of talk about like our past with like failed maybe <laughs> endeavors uh, and how we kind of like stick to those like things now. Yeah. Um, I don't, man. I don't feel like I have a very, I don't, my willpower is, like, very small. I think that, like, when it comes to certain things, like, like, for for you, I think that you have to really be passionate about the thing that you're changing. Yeah. Something like going to the gym and stuff like that. Like if you don't enjoy it, it's like, well, why would I be doing this then?
1: Pretty much. Which is
0: also like fair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like when you decided that you were going to go vegetarian and even uh, when you wanted to go plant based and stuff like you stuck to that for quite a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, the vegetarian thing still stuck to obviously. But Mm -hmm. um,
1: I think the thing with plant based is that I mean, I I got super into it. I went and like did a class about um, plant-based eating and nutrition and stuff like that because I wanted to like understand like how what was this going to look like for the rest of my life? Like in pregnancy, in like, you know, like feeding a toddler, like all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like if that was going to be what I was going to do for the rest of my life, then like I wanted to like understand it better and just also be able to have the answers because the thing that frustrated me was that um, when it comes to nutrition, it just seems like so much of it is like, opinion right like it just doesn't like because I've read tons of studies I've read tons of things like supporting keto supporting vegan supporting whatever and all of these things are contradictory Mm -hmm. but it seems like there's science and reports and you know tests like backing every argument about nutrition yeah and that's what's always bothered me about it and I and I still feel like it's not any clearer to me um but anyways I you know I was super interested in it I think the thing for me though is that um when it comes to like me having to like give something up that I enjoy um like with meat it was something that like I liked some meats and I enjoy some foods that had meat in it but it was never something where I was like Ooh, I'm just hankering for a steak you know yeah. like and I never like really 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 enjoyed meat like so much <laughs> like I like a cheeseburger but it's like it's it's because it's a cheeseburger like it's mm-hmm. the whole thing like yeah it's, it's not like, like you want to
0: eat hamburger by itself the patty <laughs> yeah like
1: and and I think that because I never really enjoyed meat cutting it out was ultimately like not that hard for me whereas like with like cheese and you know different stuff like that there's tons of foods that I actually love that mm-hmm. have like cheese in them um and I think that's where it's like I I know that I want to move in that direction eventually but actually doing it and knowing that i'm like okay i have to give up this thing that i like for this ultimate goal i it's fucking hard man yeah and and also like i don't like um like you said with keeping it close to the chest like i have talked about it and stuff like that um but i don't like talking about going plant-based and like my kind of journey on that because i want to be as slow as i want to and i don't want people telling me like i'm not vegan enough I fucking hate that shit,
0: man. Yeah. I hate
1: it. And like, I think that's the thing that's so frustrating about the internet when it comes to making changes like this in your life. Because like, it can be so great to have like, you know, like you're you're getting into fitness and there's like a huge fitness community and there's tons of content for you to watch to get excited about because you want to you watch things like that to keep you passionate about the change that you're making. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like when I was, um, there was like a full month where, I was fully plant-based and then kind of like went back and forth back and forth, and I've been doing it ever since. Um, just like flip-flopping. But in that month, like all I watched was content that was like vegan mm-hmm. <laughs> and like <clears throat> vegans debating people and whatever because like I, it made me more passionate about what I was doing and it made me feel like I was part of this community. but the the opposite effect of that is that a lot of those communities are also like so judgmental. Mm. like there there's fitness community there's parts of the fitness community that are like super judgmental about, eating carbs or that are judgmental about people that don't want to eat carbs or right. you know like there's just so many of these subcategories and a, and a huge um, part of like the vegan community is is this group of vegans that feel like you're never vegan enough you're not doing it perfectly um, there's no excuse there's no reason like you're just being selfish and shitty and whatever and it's like fucking yeah like every other human on the planet like it's like this is and to me i think with all of these changes it's just like be realistic like if if you being realistic is you making the best attempt that you can rather than making yourself feel like shit about making that change then i think that that's like significantly better than you feeling so discouraged because someone's saying like well don't even fucking bother because you're never going to do it perfect enough
0: yeah well and that's exactly the thing like even like when you think about like the fitness community and stuff like that like there well in any change there are like so many subcategories like I didn't start on this journey to be a bodybuilder yeah (laughs) right and so if I was watching content for people who were trying to get ready for shows and stuff like that obviously I would feel like a piece of shit because I'm not taking all these supplements I'm not only eating chicken veggies and rice and and shit like that and I think that there's danger in going too far onto one side of a change as well like with the fitness community, I personally, and I feel okay saying this, um, I personally don't think that bodybuilding competitions are healthy for you. Mm. I don't think that they're healthy for your body to work out to that extent. Um, even like, especially like the dehydration and stuff like that to get your body to look so like... Um, like Chiseled. Yeah, chiseled and stuff like that. And, and I actually have had like quite a few people that like acquaintances um, go through... I can't even remember what it's called, but like showing or whatever um, in like the, the I, I think it's called physique or something like that. Anyway, I, I don't think that that's healthy, right? And I think that in any sort of change, like even with quitting alcohol, I don't think that me never surrounding myself with people who drink alcohol, um, thinking that alcohol is like the devil sort of thing. I don't think that that's healthy either Yeah, because that really would segregate me from a lot of people in my life. Um, And I think the same with nutrition, like you can go so far into it and kind of almost like, you know, develop like this orthorexia thing where it's like, I can't, I can only eat stuff that like I grow from the earth and that is raw and, and, and stuff like that. And I think that people, if you think about it in such an extreme way, it does seem so daunting.
1: Well, and I think that was the thing for me is that um, because there was this community of like, it's never going to be enough that I it's hard not to pay attention to attention to when you're trying to consume lots of like vegan content and stuff like that and learn more and, you know, listen to what people have to say about it and what they're eating and whatever. It's like it's hard not to see that kind of stuff and that kind of commentary. Um, And I feel like for me, that was the thing that was really difficult as well, is that like it wasn't enough to just be vegan. I wanted to be vegan and eating whole foods because like on this nutrition class, like they really push, they pushed whole foods, no oil, no added salt, um, no added sugar, which like it's like, yeah, okay, great in like a perfect world. But like that's so fucking unrealistic. That's like you're never eating anything packaged. You're never eating like just nothing but like fruits, vegetables, grains, like just so specific that like you wouldn't be able to eat any kind of like fast food um nothing so yeah and and I wanted to like kind of strive for that so I wanted to be eating all all whole foods um nothing processed um and then trying to buy organic where I could trying to buy local where I could because I was trying to like lessen my like carbon footprint as well And then this became so many other things. And then like trying to be conscious about added salt, trying to be conscious about added sugar. Like, and now that's like, it went down such a pathway where I was like, what do I eat? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, and trying to, you know, I, I grew up cooking foods That like we cooked with olive oil and whatever and like we seasoned them the way that we did and stuff like that and then trying to be like okay like how am I going to cook this without olive oil and then having to figure out how to like cook everything differently because you can't use oils and you can't do this and you can't do that like because that's what I was like learning about and what's like okay if I'm going to do this then I'm going to do it the whole way but it's like what like why why is that the whole way? Like why is that what I'm deeming to be the right whole way? Right. Whereas there's other people that are vegan and they just eat whatever the fuck they want as long as it's vegan basically. Um and there's like complete like junk food vegans like they're just eating like nothing but Oreos and crap and <laughs> yeah. And you know like and and I think that that's the thing is like that is more realistic for people not that that's necessarily the healthiest way of doing it, but it's like is it any healthier to put yourself in such a bind where you feel like you can't eat anything and then what kind of resulted of that is that I was just under eating yeah because if you're eating um eating vegan isn't necessarily like really that restrictive eating like whole foods no oil no added sugar no added salt that becomes really restrictive because most people aren't going to be eating um enough like if you're sticking to like three meals a day or whatever you're not going to be eating enough calories in that three meals that it's going to suffice basically yeah so then I was just under eating um and it, it kind of just yeah like it went from one end of the step- spectrum to like so far into the other end where it was like well this is not fucking realistic like I can't keep this up for the rest of my life I don't have the fucking time yeah <laughs> like I need to be able to like once in a while <clears throat> go get fast food or something that I can uh, eat quickly or whatever and not have to worry about like ooh, did they put grapeseed oil in this like it's it's fucking crazy
0: well and and I do remember when you were doing that and it was like every meal was like broccoli cauliflower and chickpeas yeah yeah which which is not it's not sustainable you can't live about that and and when you think about like calories like those foods are not that calorie dense so the amount of like broccoli and cauliflower that you'd have to eat to get to you know what I mean
1: to your well and then also because um that uh, nutrition course said, and, and it's not that I didn't like that nutrition course. I thought that it was really informative and there was a lot of really interesting parts about it. But like the way that the particular guy that wrote the course eats, he's very, very strict and like, well, why would you? Because like for him, it's just like, this is the science. Like, right. why would you do that when you could do this, you know? Yeah. Um, but they really limit as well um, like nuts. They don't believe in eating like particularly high fat. Mm. And so that was the other thing as well is that it was like I wasn't, I was trying to limit my fat intake so much. So normally when I would have Um, like broccoli, cauliflower, chickpeas, I would do like a cashew sauce with it that had like tahini, which is like sesame and stuff like that. So it was like quite a bit more like filling and a little bit more nutritionally rounded. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was like, oh, well, I can't have it with that cashew sauce. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like too high in fat and there's too many nuts and then I'm eating too many nuts for like what I'm supposed to eat in the week and whatever. And so it's like then it was literally just like 70 calories of broccoli. Yeah,
0: When it (laughs) it can become – you know kind of like obsessive in that way
1: oh yeah it absolutely does yeah 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 um but like with you (coughs) for fitness and stuff like that when you look at like that kind of content do you feel like you get into that same kind of mindset where you're like okay i gotta go like all the way or nothing Um, because I felt similarly when I was like going to the gym, I was like, yeah, I went to the gym, but it wasn't enough. Like I wasn't there long enough. I didn't lose enough calories. Like I have a really kind of like black, white mindset with that kind of stuff.
0: Um, my thing with the gym specifically, like with training or working out, I actually don't really have that problem. My problem is more on the food end of the spectrum as well mm. um like when I go to the gym I'll either have like what I consider like a good workout or like I kind of like phoned it in mm. like where I leave and I'm like Ugh, I didn't really work out that hard but I don't like beat myself up over it I'm like eh I'm okay oh I do that's why I am really like going that's why I don't like going to the gym though because I feel like it's useless because
1: like I don't I really don't like the feeling of like working my body super hard it doesn't like make me like feel good <laughs> <laughs> um, like I just don't like that feeling but so because I don't like that feeling, then I don't push my body that hard. Then I don't have that good of a workout. And I'm like, well, that was fucking useless. Right. And so I just don't feel like good about it. I feel worse. The – that sucks.
0: I know. though. It's, so, it's really defeatist mentality. Yeah. I wonder if you could get past that point, though, because I remember when – now I'm just like trying to convert you into coming to the gym with me um, – because I remember when I first started working out, I felt the exact same way. And I felt like I wasn't like even seeing any changes and stuff. And so I was kind of like just, yeah, really like sad about it. Mm. But then – now even the other night we had like this like big pasta meal and matt made like this delicious focaccia bread and we just like ate all of it and eight months ago if i had eaten that there's no fucking way i could have gone to the gym my body would not have allowed me to um And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to the gym and then we can like meet up afterwards. And you were like, how are you going to go to the gym after eating (laughs) that? Fuck that noise.
1: But it was like it was so I am bread at this point. (laughs) Like,
0: There's like no like I'm like 80 percent bread. But it was so illuminating for me because I realized that my body is at the point now where even if I do feed it like somewhat junk. I can still like my body's like that's fine we can yeah. still work out whereas before because my fitness level was so low not saying your fitness level is so how low, dare you mine how was so low you. um that like i couldn't even like fathom yeah like my body was like mm, no we're done for i needed like the the like perfect like sort like events yeah you know <laughs> i to, needed to eat. like be <laughs> able to facilitate you going <laughs> to the gym <laughs> yeah exactly the best case scenario in order to go to the gym um <clears throat> Sorry, I took my nasal spray just before I came up here. So it's literally like draining down my throat. Yeah, awesome. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, so the only thing with the gym is if I don't go to the gym in a day and I didn't do anything that was active, then I do feel like not guilty, but I'm kind of just like disappointed in myself. Mm. And so I think that I just have to be like really mindful surrounding that because overworking your body is detrimental. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I do feel like mentally better when I go. And, I mean, exercise does release endorphins, so, like, that makes sense. Um, And it, like, it helps my anxiety and, uh, like, I I get so much energy from it. So, it's, like, it's, like, a whole package deal. So, I need to make sure that I'm more so, like, searching for the the energy boost and, like, being happy than, like, guilting myself into, like, a shame corner for not working out. Um, But with food, because I kind of have some, like, disordered eating and stuff – and I honestly don't even notice it sometimes when I'm like going into that cycle because uh, I mentioned it like really briefly on the podcast a bit ago but a couple months ago there was this like moment where we were in your car and you were like do you feel like you're uh do you feel like you're eating enough (laughs) trying to like approach it in like such a like kind mindful way and I was like yeah I think so like I think I'm fine and then I was like Maybe we should go get some insurers. <laughs> I just remember like the way you like talked through it. You were like,
1: "Yeah, I think so." I mean, I think well, I, well I, like it was like you kind of were like walking
0: down this aisle of being like, "Well, what am I?" Like it was like the realization was taking place. Yeah, because and and that one started out because when I quit drinking, <clears throat> I lost ten pounds really quickly, mm. which I think a lot of people who drink quite heavily could um, like relate to, because there are so many empty calories. Like. I just recently watched this documentary called The Truth About Alcohol. Um, it was like, meh. But anyway, um, they were talking. about <laughs> it recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, okay. It's just like, I don't know. I wish there was more science in it. There was some science, but anyway. Um, and they were walking through like all of these people who were like consuming so much many calories through alcohol and um they even did this study where people consumed like 37% more calories when they were drinking like just from food crazy yeah like they put um they gave people non-alcoholic beer and then alcoholic beer they didn't know which one was which and then put foods of like bowls of snacks out and the alcohol group ate like 37% more or something like that than the non-alcoholic group it was really interesting um i'm so fucking glad i don't drink or like
1: smoke weed or anything yeah. like that, that exact <laughs> exactly because i'm like i already overeat i can't
0: even fucking imagine it would be it would be hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i don't actually feel like i ate more when i was drinking but because i was drinking beer like i was consuming probably a thousand to 1500 calories a day just in alcohol that's crazy so, yeah so when you think about like losing weight being in a calorie deficit how many calories are in a beer well, it depends on what kind of beer because like lager has a lot less calories than something like an IPA. Mm. So I think it, it's like a lager can be like 200 to 300 calories, but then I, some IPAs can be like 500 fucking calories. Oh, wow. Yeah. Especially if you're drinking a pint. Is it like crazy? Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so when you think about taking out 1500 calories and, and not in an unhealthy way, like I'm just taking out the 1500 that was beer. Yeah. I'm going to lose weight. So anyway, I saw like a pretty drastic change in my body within the first month and I was like oh, I like this. Mm. (laughs) So then once the initial weight from not drinking alcohol wore off, I was like, well, now I'm not losing any weight. And I was like working out, but I wasn't like really, like right now I'm like in the fucking gym mind. Yeah. (laughs) Back then it was kind of like, oh, I'm like still going to the gym. I'm going to Orange Theory like twice a week sort of thing. So I wasn't like seeing a lot of like drastic changes. And so I was like, okay, well, in the morning I feel skinny. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not going to eat until 12. And then it went to, like, okay, well, I'm just not going to eat until 1. And then I was getting up at, like, 7 a.m. instead of, like, 10 a.m. So now it's, like, I'm not eating from 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. Yeah. So that was kind of, like, where the the down, <laughs> the down downward slide started. And then it got to the point where I I started to feel this sense of accomplishment when I was starving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that feeling in your stomach where you're, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so hungry. I was kind of, like, okay, well, I can just last with this for, like, An hour longer or like whatever Um, and I used to have that problem like five or six years ago I was like I wanted to live in that state yeah and just be like so thin and like which is it was so unhealthy obviously like I wasn't feeding my body nutrition yeah. (laughs) Um, and then after I got to that point I started to get nauseous at the thought of eating Mm. and then it got to the point where I would try to eat and it wouldn't go down and that's only happened to me one other time. I All I could drink was smoothies. And even trying to drink the smoothies, they were like getting stuck in my throat. And when you had asked me if I was eating enough, the reason that I didn't think that it was um, not in my head, but like that's kind of like what I call it because it's not actually like a physical thing. It becomes a physical thing because it's in my mind. Yeah. Um. But I was like, well, no, I'm trying to eat. It's just that I can't because I'm adverse to i have an aversion to food right now Mm. but it was the opposite it wasn't that i'm not eating because i feel like i'm gonna throw up when i eat it's because i like brought my mind back into that state where food is bad not eating is good yeah and so i kind of like tricked myself into believing that like oh well i'm just not eating because it makes me sick (laughs) and do you feel like it's like not particularly
1: conscious like you're just kind of like it
0: just kind
1: of like almost happens in a way
0: yeah like there was definitely a couple moments where like I was honest with myself in because it was only like two weeks I think Mm. like it was a pretty quick turnaround for like in in my cycle of like whatever you want to call it yeah um but I think that there yeah there was definitely moments where I was like are you being healthy, Alyssa? And then I was like, nah, (laughs) you're fine. (laughs) But it took a long time. Like, I would open the fridge and I would look at the food and I would be like, this makes me want to throw up, like, thinking about eating this. So then when you kind of, like, came to me and, and not called me out, but, like, that's the best way that I can, like, like describe it because that resonates with me like if somebody that I care about is like noticing it I'm like oh yeah (laughs) um so when that happened then I was like okay we need to like fucking figure this out so then I went and bought those like meal replacement shakes or whatever because that was the only thing that I could get down at the time and it's like I didn't want to be back at that place I don't want to be drinking those things but it's better than not drinking them yeah when I'm not like feeding my body anything and then you know, I went back to therapy and stuff like that and then got back to the point where I could eat. And I also noticed that my workouts were really suffering because I wasn't eating. Yeah, of course. And then I kind of like on the upswing, I was like, the only reason I was eating at that point was to supplement my workouts. I was like, I don't want to be eating unless I'm going to the gym, but at least I was eating. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm back to the point where I'm just like eating to fuel my body sort of thing. But it is, uh, it is, it's so crazy how quickly... It can turn that way because you're so, you know, focused on like the number on the scale. That's why I don't have a scale anymore because I had to give it up <laughs> because mm. I would wake up in the morning and then weigh myself, and that was going to determine how my day went. If I gained weight, I wasn't going to eat basically, and then if I lost weight, I was like, hell yeah, I'm not going to eat because I lost weight. <laughs> but it just kind of like determines if like I'm going to have a good day or a bad day. Um, but you can come so like obsessive about the progress. And even like now people are asking me like wow like you've lost so much weight like within the last like three months I actually haven't lost any weight in the last three months I think I've actually gained like point three of a pound or something and even my family because they know that I struggle with that sort of like mindset sometimes um, it's so interesting once you realize that like shaping your muscles and like weight training mixed with cardio and stuff I'm still eating I'm still the same weight, but because I'm shaping my muscles differently, and muscle weighs more than fat, as we all know, um, you can look different without weighing less. Yeah. And that's why I do think that scales are so detrimental to your mental health, because you can be working so hard and be focusing on the number instead of what your clothes are fitting like, or what you see in the mirror, or whatever. Yeah. Um, And then you're like, well, I'm not doing enough because I'm not losing weight, but it's like, if if you take the picture evidence, which if that's something you want to do whatever but you can see your muscles and you can see the feel difference. yeah feel your body getting stronger and it's like but i still weigh the same
1: yeah yeah i think it's so hard though too because like there are so in all of these kind of communities um that like we look to for like that excitement and passion and whatever kind of thing there are so many people that are uneducated and i think the thing that's hard with like nutrition and fitness and stuff like that is that you know we have people on there talking about like intermittent fasting and stuff which like great and it works for a lot of people and you can do it in a way that's healthy, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are just like, yeah, you should just, you should do this. I lost a ton of weight. and My body's looking so much more cut and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, and then, <clears throat> you know, people are applying that to themselves and being like, okay, well, I'm gonna do that. And it's like, but they, you don't necessarily, you're not doing this under a doctor's orders. You're not doing this because like you have you know, some reason to do it beyond, like you heard it on the internet and now you're gonna go do it and whatever. So it's like, are you gonna do it in the healthiest way? Are you gonna know what that's actually doing to your body? Are you gonna know like what that's, you know, what what's happening inside of you when you are intermittent fasting? Um, and then, you know, for me, like when I'm watching videos about, um, you know, like w- what I eat in a day and whatever, and I'm listening to what these people are saying, just kind of like in passing about nutrition. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be doing that. Like, oh, I shouldn't eat fruit mm. because it has sugar and it's like, but there is a difference between like the sugar and Coca-Cola and the sugar in a banana. Yeah. And like, but it's like, it's so easy to just get caught up with what people are saying and be like, oh, okay, then that's not what I should do because that person looks how I want to look or they eat the way that I want to eat and their meal looks like how I picture like a vegan life looking, you right. know, and it's so easy to, I think, um, get so wrapped up in that stuff. And honestly, like it, it makes these changes that initially were supposed to be a positive change because you know, like most, I didn't go into like wanting to eat plant-based because like I wanted to be like super skinny and like a vegan queen and whatever. I did it because like I thought it was better for the environment, better for animals and like ultimately I do, I do actually believe it's like better for my health. Mm -hmm. Um, But so quickly it became this like dick measuring contest basically where I was like, okay, well, I shouldn't be doing this because like that's just another step further. And like with fitness and stuff like that, it's like it goes so quickly sideways because you're just trying to like keep up and then this thing that was supposed to be positive became such a negative yeah, because you're so wrapped up in like making it that much more, taking it a little step further and whatever and it's just like it's, it's not, you know, it's not what you even set out to do now.
0: Well, and I think that's the thing with like making changes or sticking to a goal, it's like make sustainable, realistic goals yeah. and changes. Like, like when I when I set out to become, well, I didn't even set out to become sober. <laughs> when I set out to stopping drinking alcohol, I wanted to stop for like a month or like a couple weeks. Like, I wanted to stop to make that like pain that I was feeling in my chest go away. And it's even still, when I think about, well, honestly, not as much right now, but when I think about like never drinking alcohol again, it was so daunting and it was something that I was like I can't think about this yeah and I feel like you know I'm, I'm not vegan I haven't like been thinking about going plant-based or anything but if I thought about never eating meat again yeah that's pretty like daunting to me <laughs>
1: well and I think that it's to me it's super daunting because like I picture like my 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 whole family there's nobody in my family that's vegetarian even Mm -hmm. let alone plant-based yeah and and not that it's about that but it's like I do think it's just so reductive to be like well it doesn't matter like you can do like it's like yeah you can but like there's tradition there's like we eat like specific things at Christmas and whatever and it's like that's what you've been doing your entire life so it's not that like you cannot do that like it's like physically it's just that it's like these like social things and tradition things and like you know family and whatever it's like those do impact your ability to actually make that change sustainable because Mm -hmm. like if you grew up in a household where like for Christmas dinner you ate fucking beans okay great yeah you're gonna have an easier time but it's like if you're somebody that like that's like the only time you get to see your family (laughs) and you have to be like yeah I'm not gonna eat any of your cooking mom (laughs) yeah it's just it's 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 it sounds so silly, but it's like be realistic about what your life actually looks like. And there's more to us that's important than just like this change that we've decided about. And, you know, being social with our friends, being able to go out and not having to be like, oh sorry, I can't go to that restaurant. Yeah. Or like going to a restaurant and being like, I'm just gonna order rice. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Like,
1: you know, it's 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 hard for people and it's a daunting thought to be like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna be the odd one out for the rest of my life. When I travel, I can't eat at these different places and that's something for me that has been um, tricky because my family's like so food centric. We always have been, we owned a deli. like we cook like we, we cooked every single meal growing up. like we did we never had.
0: take yeah. No,
1: like it was like just so not a thing in my house. And so because of that, you know, like I grew up being so interested in food and loving food so much. And I watched so many different like food shows about all these like wonderful restaurants, like in the world and stuff like that. And it's, it is sad to me because I'm like, I can't go there. Yeah. Because like they don't have (laughs) vegetarian or vegan options or whatever. So it's like, I just don't get, I miss out on all of those opportunities because of this decision that I've made. And it's like you obviously, the decision is either, either important to you enough or it's not, but I, I think that, like, this culture of it's all or nothing is so useless. Mm-hmm. What is that accomplishing? Yeah. You know, aside from just making people feel like they're never good enough, they're not doing it well enough, and it does lead to just, like, these really, really unhealthy things, and so, you know, when you look at, like, the vegan community, again, and, and I and I don't want to generalize because there are tons and tons and tons of content creators they are, like, phenomenal. They're super healthy. They're normal people. They're not shitty, mean, whatever kind of yeah. thing. But obviously the people that are sensationalized are these like incredibly restrictive um, like vegan diets and then so many of these people do like this like video being like I'm no longer vegan here's why and then they talk about all these like horrific like health complications they had but it's like you were eating bean sprouts. Yeah. And nothing else. So, yeah. of course, of course you fucking got sick because you were eating bean sprouts wrapped in fucking lettuce. Like, that's not, there's nothing, it's water. Like, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing happening there. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just like, it, it goes so far down that. And I feel like there's also like a lot of um, fitness people as well that like have, you know not a lot like as in like everybody or anything like that but you know i've seen videos about people talking about disordered eating or like Mm -hmm. they got into a place where they were like so like just working out so much that they were like not it wasn't good or healthy yeah um but it's just it's it's so hard with that culture and like for you with working out especially because like you are like so into it now do you still feel that pressure or do you feel like this is just like you this is your thing by yourself like it doesn't like change because of like outside opinion or whatever.
0: Just a quick break to thank our sponsor for today's episode which is Hello Fresh. How's the Hello Fresh life been treating you lately, Alyssa? Dude, I I can't get enough of not going to the grocery store.
1: (laughs) Like, even today, we That really really fills your cup in a different way. Yeah, you
0: and I went to a grocery store that will remain nameless, but everybody knows by the long lines who I'm talking about. And it just, like, boils my blood being in there sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And especially, like, I needed pistachios for a meal, and they didn't have pistachios. Okay, who knows if they had
1: pistachios? Because the way that store is laid out is so nonsensical. (laughs) Like, there is no
0: purpose to the way that it's it's designated spots are like oh i love this meal kit service the food the recipes that they have on there are are actually delicious i don't know you can like eat the same thing every day like chicken broccoli and rice and stuff like that but i feel like they have just like different sauces that you can add to it and stuff like that and and i feel like when i make a meal from the hellofresh kit i even like add to my kind of like recipe repertoire do you know what I mean like I'm like oh that sauce would be nice with this other thing that I can cook so I really like that because it like kind of teaches me how to cook without having to like go to a cooking class <laughs> <laughs> so HelloFresh has 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week they also utilize pre portioned ingredients so it means there's like less preparation and less food waste that's also something that i struggle with because i like to go to the grocery store and just like buy enough for the full week forgetting that like you know lettuce doesn't last forever yeah um so i really like that it's all pre-portioned uh, and it's also flexible you can add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order um, you can toss in some sides the chocolate chip cookie thing is a thing now <laughs> <laughs> they have a cookie dough add-on which i feel like sam would uh i would hit that up yeah <laughs> add on who it would be the order <laughs> yeah <laughs> so hello fresh is now from five dollars and 66 cents per serving
1: and it's also america's number one meal kit
0: so if you guys would like to
1: try out HelloFresh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash Approachable10 and use code Approachable10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's crazy.
0: 10 that is, free I, meals.
1: That was literally my exact words out of my mouth when I read that brief. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's insane.
0: So if you want to get 10 free meals during their New Year's sale, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash Approachable10 and use code Approachable10 during checkout. Te- check. Out. check check out
1: never once have we recorded an
0: ad (laughs) without being like (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much HelloFresh thank you
1: Um,
0: I actually do feel like really health like I'm in a healthy spot with it Um, the only I don't feel pressure I feel motivation Mm -hmm. I would say like because I started, like, posting these, like, sweat selfies or whatever. Yeah. Um, A lot of, like, my followers will DM me and be, like, this is motivating me to go to the gym. Like, thank you for posting these. Because, like, the first time I posted my sweaty-ass fucking hair and face, like, I was not feeling myself, okay? <laughs> but I was just, like, this is crazy. Like, I'm so sweaty. Yeah. Um, And then I got a really, like, good response from it that people were, like, thanking me and stuff like that. And so now I'm, like, well, if I don't sweat, I can't get the selfie, so I can't motivate people. And it's not to a point where I'm like pushing myself so that I'm like dripping in sweat, but I'm just like, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, why don't I just like, you know, do like this cardio or like whatever. And so it's more so like a motivation and I don't feel guilty if I don't get one because then I'm showing people that like, It's okay to take a rest day. Yeah, (laughs) you know, and it's it's not only is it okay, it's important, and you have to, um, because your body can only take so much, and everybody's body is also different, right? And like, I have to be really careful of all my ailments in my body, and when i was trying to do so much cardio like running just because i actually enjoyed running not because i was trying to lose weight um you know it's really hard on your knees and it's really hard on your hips and stuff so then these old knees man fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. get me on a fucking treadmill like i i cannot believe the state of my knees truly <laughs> yeah well and, and that's the thing is there's also technique to this sort of stuff like um with running there's there's like serious runners who have DM me and I'm like, there's so much that goes into actually Mm -hmm. running. Like, you know, anyone can run, but like, you know, professional and like long distance running and stuff. I'm like, damn dude. Um, so I do feel like I'm in a healthy place with it. Um, but the only thing that kind of like hurts me is when people say like, I wish I could be as motivated as you. I wish that, um, I could be as dedicated as you. And it's like, I literally, and I wish that more people, like more influencers, would talk about this, but I am literally set up for the best case scenario to stick to a goal.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. Because,
0: yeah. A, I work from home. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not having to travel to and from work. I literally walk upstairs. I can wake up whenever I want to re- within reason, like if we have something we have to do or like whatever. But if I don't get a good sleep, I can just sleep in and then go to the gym a bit later yeah. sort of thing. I can eat my meals whenever I want to. I'm at home so I can cook healthy food all the time. And I I don't mean to say that as like my life is like so dope, but I just think that it's important to remember these influencers that you're watching, where it looks like they have this picture perfect life. It's like, well, it's A, curated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're curating that content to look a certain way. And also, I mean, yeah, it's pretty, like, if you could stay home all day and do your work from home, you also would probably have an easier time getting motivated to go to the gym because you have the time and you have the energy. And I did have to say this to a couple of my followers who said that to me because I want to be authentic and honest ab- about it. Yeah. Because when I did try to get a personal trainer and stuff like that, when I was working, um, like my, my bartending job or my bar manager job, it was like nearly impossible for me to do. Of course. Because I'm like I'm getting up so early, I'm exhausted because I was answering emails all night. You know, I'm I'm working on my feet all day, I'm moving heavy kegs and I'm like doing all this stuff and my brain's exhausted and then I come home, I have to quickly eat something and then go to my personal training session. It was it was so hard and that that is where I lived basically within myself for a really long time. So, I think that people need to give themselves a little bit of like a break and cut yeah. yourself some slack because when you see these people eating like these perfect meals and stuff like that it's like well they can go to the grocery whenever like the grocery store whenever they feel like it you know well and also like a lot of the times with influencers as well there's no budgetary restriction for
1: these people right and and that's i, I got into like such an argument with like a subscriber of mine because i was talking about <clears throat> um you know i i just i really don't like when people like put pressure on people and i don't like when people um you know say things like well it's easy you just have to do it you just have to make the decision blah blah blah. and it's like it's not fucking easy for everyone because it was easy for you yeah so again I can say that it's easy like if you were to ask me like is it easy to cut out meat I could if I was just sticking to only my thing I could be like yeah of course it is because I didn't fucking ever really care about meat that much and it wasn't a part of my life and I didn't grow up in Southern Carolina and like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, it's it's not, it wasn't like that much of a thing to me so I could say it's easy. But if I'm actually looking at like the, the realistic side of things, no, it's not fucking easy for everyone to be plant-based or vegetarian even or whatever because it's like, there's people that live in food deserts. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. There's people that like, it's way more fucking expensive to buy like vegetables and fruits and stuff like that because they aren't subsidized like the meat and dairy industry and stuff like that so these things are really expensive in certain areas and it's just like you know like and and even that like telling people that they should be eating nothing but fruits and vegetables and like there's no excuse and whatever it's like but certain areas it's so fucking expensive to ship it there that like that would be so unrealistic for them and then on top of that if you're sitting here talking about the environment i could go on truly like if you're sitting here talking about the environment and how we're going to protect the environment someone shipping all these fucking tropical fruits to the middle of nowhere and then paying a premium price for it isn't fucking good for the environment right so it's like there's nothing actually being accomplished here you're just like trying to say that because it's easy for you in like southern california and like you know you're in this like vegan oasis that it should be easy for everyone and it's like but it's not yeah so so what are we accomplishing again by telling all these people that like you can do it you can do it you can do it and it's like you can do it and you've done it and that's great and now like that's great that you're able to do it to this extent, and you can offset the people who maybe aren't able to because of budgets, because of location, because of tradition, because of family stress, because of, like whatever reason that it's like harder for them to commit to that thing. Um, I just oh like it just makes me so frustrated. I could just like yeah bitch about it forever. Well, and
0: something too because a lot of people um, think that well not anymore because I've been like talking about it more, but um, a lot of people thought that I was plant based and or vegetarian mm. because you are yeah. Um, And I did try, like, for a very short amount of time to be vegetarian. And I actually have food sensitivities to um, a lot of legumes. (laughs) Well, and soy as well, And soy, yeah. Like, soy and, um, like, beans of any kind. Even, like, chickpeas in, like, not even high concentration, but just, like, more so than, like, a couple dips of hummus. Yeah. So a lot of, like, the sources of plant-based protein – I can't jive with like my body really, really is like Mm-mm, no, <laughs> this yeah. is not happening, and it's very painful for me. And you know, if I stuck with it long enough, maybe yeah, then maybe that's true. But I'm that's just something that I'm not really willing to compromise with my personal body because my body's already so fucking shitty. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that like if you've tried something
1: and it's made you feel like crap, yeah why why would you stick through it yeah. you know what i mean like and and not that like yeah maybe you could get to a point but it's like you don't know how long it's not like that's a predetermined amount of time you have yeah. to stick it out for it's like yeah. it could be like a fucking year and a half that you're like ill every day because like you're just trying to push through like yeah. eating tofu or whatever Um, But but I don't think it should be about that. That's the thing. Like, why does it have to be this fucking pissing contest? Like, when, why? Like, like for what reason? You do what you want to do and you be excited about your change and have it be like a positive thing for you. And like, if other people are excited, they'll come to you because they see you being excited. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the thing that makes change so much easier because when you're following people that make you excited about something rather than ashamed, that's what makes you want to do that. Like, so, you know, your followers seeing you posting like sweat selfies and stuff like that they see you feeling good and being excited yeah. and being proud and feeling confident about your workout and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, I want to go do that. Right. If you were on there being like, get off your fucking lazy ass. Like, get off the gym. Like, you what are you doing anyways? Like, you could have gone to the... G-. People would be like, oh. <laughs> Like Yeah, and, and there, no kidding. There might be the people that go to the gym, but like, they don't feel good about it. They feel yeah. ashamed. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's, that's the thing that's so... It's so funny because it's like we we get ourselves into such a trap where it's like we want to make these positive changes for our life and then we <laughs> set ourselves up for such failure and by watching content like that and, and trying to get ourselves motivated through ki- that kinds of content it, it just it becomes like this like downward spiral where either you don't end up making that change because it feels so daunting or you do make the change but you end up doing it in a way that's so unhealthy
0: yeah <sighs> well i think that we've like not us in particular but as a society we kind of have created this um all or nothing culture and like grind and like g- girl boss culture and stuff like that and I think that that's exactly right like I would rather be motivated through passion and excitement and like f- like generally feeling good yeah than through shame and guilt and that's so true I do see a lot of people being like and hashtag no excuses hashtag I, I hate d- that shit I hate there's always an excuse oh. motherfucker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going <finna> to take it <laughs> but like that doesn't resonate with me and that doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel good and I would argue does that make you feel good you know, the person saying exactly. like, because you're motivating yourself through, like, shame and guilt.
1: Well, and it just seems like, is that coming from a place of, like, you just actually want people to feel so good? Or is that coming from a place of, like, your own insecurity? Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the times that's the thing, too, with, like, this whole, like, you know, um, community of, like, vegans that you're never vegan enough or whatever. Um, and there's no excuses. And, like, you you could do it. You're just selfish, whatever. Like, it just seems like you have some kind of fucking complex going on mm-hmm. because the, the, the reality of it is that, like if we're just being frank there is no 100% vegan it just doesn't exist like it that's just not accurate like there's so many things that have like animal byproduct in it that we don't even realize um like adhesives and fucking wallpaper and like fucking vaccines and botox and like all this kind of shit like there's just so many things that have it's it's impossible I really do believe that it's impossible and and beyond that it's like it's impossible to live in a world where you aren't contributing to something fucked up Mm -hmm. it's impossible to live in a world where like you're 100% healthy because regardless you can do whatever you want it doesn't mean there's no fucking pollution Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like it doesn't it doesn't make all of these things go away just because you're trying so hard so I think it's like that's not an excuse to say like um that you should just do whatever the fuck you want because like it's whatever but it's like just be realistic about the fact that it's like to go completely vegan to the extent that you could that takes time Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna go throw out all of your fucking like laundry detergent and cleaning supplies and whatever else because it's not vegan you're gonna use it up and slowly change it over and whatever and it's like you're going to make these changes over time but like trying to tell someone that they need to do it overnight and if they don't then they're a piece of shit why it doesn't it doesn't mean that they didn't already buy that leather jacket yeah it already fucking happened like it's not going away just because you shamed someone into thinking that like they need to get rid of it to 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 what to fucking signify that they're now part of your fucking like fun little group of meanies like it's just (laughs) a group of
0: meanies you know like it's it's just so
1: stupid to me like I've never understood that the point in that kind of shit like when people go like throw out all of their food that isn't vegan or throw out all of their clothes that isn't vegan or throw out all of their like cleaning supplies or whatever it's just like It's so wasteful yeah it's so stupid you're not proving anything to anyone it literally is just coming from this place of you feeling like you haven't done enough and why like like you have your entire life to continue to to commit to this change and this difference and so why are you stressing yourself out and telling yourself that like you have to do things cold turkey when like how often does that actually
0: work i actually did quit alcohol cold turkey um and and i did that because it was safe for me to do because i wasn't actually drinking enough because it is dangerous if you're like an alcoholic to quit quit alcohol cold turkey I don't want to get that misconstrued um but but I I think for a lot of people that you're right that isn't the case and same with like quitting smoking and stuff like that a lot of people have more success um cutting down first because then the cravings are less and stuff like that and regardless I think the the main message is to do what feels right for your body yeah for me it didn't feel right cutting down mm. because when i was trying to cut down on alcohol the pull was so much stronger for me to have another drink if i had already had one yeah so i knew within my body that that was telling me okay well i just can't have any at all then yeah and and with like in regards to like throwing stuff out like i still have half a bottle of vodka downstairs and just in case <laughs> just just in case you know um but and those two beers that have been there for 8 months because um it wasn't detrimental for my my like brain having it there it was actually like a reinforcement that I was like I can do this yeah and every day when I opened the fridge and I saw those two beers I was like haha sucker. you know it's more of like a motivator for me yeah and actually it's interesting because I've had a couple people not very many because we don't have very many friends but come over and they're like oh, Alyssa and I'm like <laughs> what and they're like you have vodka in here and I'm like this doesn't mean I'm fucking like, gulping it down. Yeah. You know, Um but it's interesting that the immediate reaction is like, well, why? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, if you're vegan, well, why do you have a leather jacket? Or if you're sober, well, why do you have beer in your fridge? It's like, because I want to be able to offer someone a beer if they come over. Not everybody is sober. Well, and I do think that's the thing is that it's like, if, if,
1: you making that change means you getting rid of everything in your house that signifies that thing or whatever like or contributes to that then okay yeah but like I think that it's just yeah it it is just such a shame that it's like there's such a culture of like well you haven't done enough if you haven't done it this way right and and it's just it's just not realistic for so many people for so many different reasons like be it like budget or location or health complications or you know lifestyle or whatever it's like and, and like you said, like I think that's such a good point about influencers having all the time in the world because they fucking do. Yeah. They have nothing but time to commit to these things that they want to do. And so for, for the everyday person who's working nine to five and then coming home and having to fucking grocery shop and go to the bank and do all these things and cook dinner and then you have like, what, an hour of your own free time and you're spending that feeling like a piece of shit because you didn't do what that person that had fucking 24 hours of like nothingness to do yeah it's like you you can't compare yourself to every other person making that same change that you're making because i feel like we've just been like don't feel bad if you don't make the change (laughs) (laughs) but like it's like you can't compare yourself to these people because everyone's going to make changes at different rates because of all these different reasons like they're able to because their lifestyle they're able to because they didn't grow up eating this way or or you know they grew like a, a lot of things um every time i've tried to get into fitness i try to get motivated by watching content creators and i'm always so annoyed because i'm like i just want somebody that grew up like me like they weren't involved in sports they didn't fucking enjoy working out they've never liked it they don't have a family that's into it but it's like so many people that I watch they're like yeah I grew up I was super active (gasps) I was in basketball soccer volleyball dance like you know like they go on and on and then they're like and then I had one year in college where I ate lots of chips and I gained 20 pounds and I regret it and I felt so useless and then I got into working out and it's not the passion of my life and I'm like (laughs) <laughs> but it was always the passion of your life. Like you were like yeah. so active your whole life. Like, And I, I think that that's the thing is like I listen to that and I feel so discouraged because I'm like, well, already I feel defeated because that's not what my life looked like. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's so hard when you're trying to make these commitments and you're comparing yourself to everybody around you because of course your journey journey isn't going to look like anybody else's in the same way that like your grades aren't going to be the same as your friends just because you hang out or whatever kind mm-hmm. of thing like no, nothing is going to be exactly the same as somebody else because you are your own person for your own reasons and how you were brought up and how your life looks and how your budget looks and your location and whatever it's like it just might not be as feasible to do it in the same way not that mm-hmm. you can't do it right But you might not be able to do it as quickly, or it might not just look the same way that it looks for somebody else. But moving past this, (laughs) how do you feel like,
0: like, what what would you say, like, your tips are for really sticking to something? Um, I think setting your intention for why you're doing the thing is, like, number one. Mm -hmm. Because if you have, like, a clear idea of what you want to accomplish long term and what that means to you, like, for me, quitting drinking alcohol was like I want to feel better (laughs) like I don't want to feel this way anymore and that might seem like kind of like a gray like weird it's not like you can't really it's not tangible like you can't like put it but for me it meant something I was like I just don't want to feel like this and then every day I took something and was like okay well I can work harder because I'm not, you know, hung over or um, I have so much more time to go hang out with my friends. Uh, I can actually leave the house because I haven't had four beers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so I I took note of all of those things. So, um, you know, having having a clear intention of why you want to start making this change. Um, and then uh, keeping like a, a journal or something like that. Or, you know, even mental bullet points of like how this is improving your life. Because if you don't feel like a change is improving your life at all, Is it a healthy change? I don't know. That's just like a question you like want to ask maybe. Well and I think
1: also it's like you can determine like what if is it something that you're doing that's making that change unhealthy. So like so like you know um, for you like going to the gym going to the gym and wanting to be more like eating more nutrition nutritionally and all that kind of stuff. Nutri nutri yeah more nutritious. Good God. Going to the gym and wanting to eat more nutritious that's not an inherently bad thing. But then it's like certain things that you were doing made it not feel good and made it not like whatever. Um, And like it reminds me, um, I had this app and I actually still really like this app, but I had this app where like I would input all my food and then it would either have like a super smiley face, like a kind of smiley face, a like kind of whatever face and then like a sad face, depending on how like nutritious they deemed it. And I wanted it to like all be like the happiest face. And if it wasn't, I was like, so like yeah. I would go through and like take things out and be like, okay, what if I take away this thing? What if I take away this thing? Does that make that a happy meal or not? <laughs> and, um, and, and it was something that like, it could have been a, a positive tool, but it wasn't the way that I was utilizing it. Right. So I had to stop using it. Yeah. And so just being conscious of like, this change that you're making right now, what are you doing to make that change? Are all of those things actually making you feel good? Are they making that change more feasible for you? Or are they making you feel worse about it? Yeah. And do you need to cut back on that and find a different way to, you know, continue to move forward with this? And and being conscious of that and, like you said, like writing it down in a journal or something like that. I think that being able to catch those things early on is going to help you kind of like stick to those changes in a way that's actually healthy and long-term. Yeah. As well.
0: One, well, for things like fitness and stuff like that, I think it's really easy to forget like where we came from um and so I and and even with like alcohol and stuff I've talked about it a couple times like I forget how hard it was for me in the beginning Mm. so I kind of feel like well I haven't really done like I don't feel proud of that accomplishment because it's so easy now yeah but you know because I talked about it in podcasts and stuff like that I have that to look back on but even more so it would have been good for me to like keep a journal so that I can flip back and be like wow Yeah. You know, like I really did that. Or on a hard day, I can look back and be like, okay, well, that was an even harder day. And I got through that day. So I can get through this one. Um, But I I think that this probably is going to sound really cheesy as well. Um, But make sure you're making the change for yourself. Yeah. Um, Because I... I don't think that's cheesy at all. Well, I think it is because I... Whenever people would say that, I'd be like, ugh. But like, (laughs) it it is so true. And because I've made these two, I guess, like pretty big changes... um, Uh, like I tried to get sober like before like Mm -hmm. I tried to stop drinking alcohol I tried to like stop partying back in the day and stuff like that and it's it's really hard when you're not in it for yourself and this time I was in it for myself and like I mean look what happened right it's like it was so much easier for me to stick to because there was no outside source that I was like doing it for it was just for me it was all on me it was my decision if I wanted to have a drink you said it was okay. My boyfriend at the time said it was okay. Everybody was like, if you want to go back to drinking, it's, that's up to you. Like, we're not worried about it. Um, and that honestly was more motivating for me because I was like, okay, nobody's saying I can't do this except me. Yeah. So I, I'm in control. And that, I think that that's really important. And same with fitness. It's like, I wasn't trying to get a bigger butt so that guys would like me. I wasn't trying to slim down my waist so that I could, you know, be a, like, I don't know, be in a photo shoot or something like that. It was like, this is for me to feel like I have more energy so that my mind is more clear. You know, I'm eating healthy because it makes my body feel better. Doing things for yourself, to me as cheesy as it sounds, I feel like is motivating. Well, and I do think as well that that kind
1: of like cuts out a lot of the like background noise as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that like, a while ago like maybe like a few years ago a big thing was to say like oh like post about what you're doing so that people hold you accountable that's the worst to me (laughs) like like I would rather keep something to myself so that I'm able to do it in the way that I want in the length of time that I want and you know not feel shitty about it because there's people constantly like hounding me about it or or even just the thought that people do know that you're doing that thing It's To me, I like to be able to do it on my own time. And so therefore, like not having people be as aware or conscious that I'm doing that thing is is more helpful to me personally. Mm. But that could also be because of the way that like I have like grown up as like an adult
0: online and stuff yeah because it's so interesting because I am motivated by people holding me accountable I hate it yeah I love it but but I
1: think that it's like you know there's a difference between you know like a friend of yours holding you accountable and like people that are just being like assholes about it you know
0: well yeah and I I think with my because I'm thinking about my journey with alcohol because if it weren't for my followers in those first, like, four months, yeah. I probably would have gone back to drinking. Well, yeah, because, like, people were excited for you. Yeah, people were. And they were asking me, like, how they could get sober and, and all this stuff. And I was like, but now now I'm kind of like a voice for this. And yeah. if I go back to it, I'm not going to be their voice anymore. Not that I think that I'm the voice of sobriety. But, you know, it for those people, I meant something. Yeah, My sobriety meant something to them. So in those tough months, you know, they were kind of like my – my little like my beacon of hope and Mm -hmm. i even remember saying to one of my friends i was like i just have to get to three months or i just have to like do this because like this episode's coming out and then like maybe i can go back to drinking but then the hard time passed and like here i am it's been like eight and whatever months and so people holding me accountable does help me but i can see if the feedback was negative yeah it would be detrimental of course
1: yeah Um, It was interesting too, when you were talking about doing things for yourself, um, a lot of people reach out to me to reach out to Matt about um, like addiction and stuff like that. And it's, it's so interesting. I don't know why I think the answer is ever going to be different, I guess, just because it's like my immediate reaction, but people will be like, oh, like this relative or my boyfriend or whatever, whoever in their life is like dealing with addiction. And they're like, what should I do? Like, like, how can I get him help? Whatever. And Matt's always like, you can't like, you, can, they, you can't do it unless they want to do it. Like, if they don't want to do it, you, they, they won't do it. And yeah. you can't force someone into rehab and stuff like that. Um, they have to, like, want that, or they're just gonna keep relapsing and whatever. And it's, like, yeah, exactly. it's always so shocking to me to just be, like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, it's, like, you want so badly the answer to be, oh, just do this and just say this and whatever. And, like, and then it'll, like, make it all better. But it's, like, no, like, that's a huge life change that you have to want to make yourself and if you don't then like you're not going to hold yourself accountable because yeah. you don't actually want that thing yet you're not ready for it and i think that um you know again kind of like if you're not ready to make a change you don't have to make it at this time even though that could be the healthier thing for you if you aren't mentally there yeah and ready to let go of that thing and ready to like actually do that and stick to it you don't have to right now there's no one telling you like this this has to be done today it's, it's, I think that in terms of longevity, when you're actually ready to make that change, you will. And you're more likely to stick to it because you waited rather than forcing yourself into it. Yeah. Or feeling like you're not good enough. So you have to do that thing. And that'll make you somehow like a better person.
0: Yeah. And I guess like the last thing I'll say to like wrap it, wrap it up here is, um, to make sure to reward yourself Mm -hmm. and even like reward yourself for like the small victories. And, and it doesn't have to be like anything grand or anything like that, but um like with alcohol if I would make it like a month you know we would either like go out to dinner or like take like nice photos or something like that like it was rewarding myself for the changes that I was making because it's hard yeah and so if you're not ever like reaching a, a milestone and you're just like okay I'm just doing this every day you know it's not really fun anymore yeah <laughs> uh and with like the gym and stuff like that I reward myself with like maybe a new sports bra maybe a new water bottle um i found a new gym that i really like and so i was like okay you know is this an added expense absolutely but i'm utilizing it and it's it's something that's really important to me so i'm willing to take on that expense because i'm like you know using it yeah um so yeah i think just like and even if it's just like mental rewards like hey dude you did a freaking great job today, like, at the gym or whatever. Well, and it's so true because, like, we really don't do that
1: ever. Like, most people don't, like, stop to be like, wow, like, I've actually done really, really good at this thing that I'm trying to change or I've done, like, wow, I've, like, really worked on this thing with my partner and we've actually come a really long way or, like, I've done really good in my job or whatever kind of thing. Like, we don't really stop because we're like, yeah, but I have this other thing that I'm working towards now. It's like, but you always set new goals. Like, you know, like, that's – and that's life. Like, of course, you're always working towards something new, but – stop to think about the fact that, like, you accomplished all these things that you set out to accomplish and you haven't even stopped to realize. Yeah. And, like, even when we were starting this conversation, I was like, I haven't made any changes. Yeah. Because, like, even, like, being vegetarian and stuff like that, I don't take that as, like, an accomplishment or a change because I'm like, yeah, but I'm not the whole way. I'm not there yet you know but it's like I've been it's been a fuck it's been over a year of me not eating meat that's fucking crazy it is crazy (laughs) like it was really hard to stick to for me in the beginning not like when I actually made the decision but like I kind of went back and forth from eating meat before Mm -hmm. I started this um and like the fact that I actually made that change and like I look back now I'm like holy fuck like it's crazy that I just actually like don't order meat and I just don't eat it and whatever kind of thing but it's so easy to feel like you know you haven't done anything yeah so I do think that I agree with that yeah
0: let's all pat ourselves in the bag we're great yeah it's not bragging it's it's self-care <laughs> 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 well you guys I hope that uh that made you comfortable in your changes I don't know yeah. <laughs> ch- 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 Changes. Ch- yeah. changes. what's not what movie is that like from Okay, well, you're thinking about Freaky Friday, but it's actually by David Bowie. (laughs) Wait, no, it's not Freaky Friday. It's um, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Oh, no, not Confessions of a Shopaholic. Teenage Teenage, Queen. queen. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um. what a good way to end that.
1: Uh, (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you so much. We will see you next week.
0: Bye-bye.